We're coming in hot with inspiring guests, witty banter, and colorful commentary for today's veterans and military community. This is the Tango Alpha Lima Podcast. They call me crazy because I'm facing all my giants. They try to scare me into thinking I can't fight it. They tell me I should never even think of trying. But that's just me. I'm going to live out in defiance. Today is February 7th, 2023, and we are still here at the Tango Alpha Lima experience. This is a rough week. Men get into a lot of trouble this week. Ashley, do you, does your husband do Valentine's Day really well? It's, it's only seven days away. It's only seven days away. Uh, no, we don't celebrate holidays or, or Valentine's Day. Uh, my gift to him is always that we don't do anything for Valentine's Day and we ignore it. And I assume in like five, six years, we'll be divorced from a lack of magic. <laughs> well, you would be divorced a lot sooner if he kept forgetting it. So you are making the love, you're making the, you're making the love last by doing this. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to just say, good thing I don't have your mailing address because I'd send you card and some chocolates and oh, you know thank you. just make it lovely that's and good then, for a relationship when another yeah. man sends you cards and chocolates <laughs> <laughs> right. i'd be like and i'd send him one too it would just say you better step up son you better step up better step it up he honestly would if i if you sent me that he would say well why didn't i get any <laughs> <laughs> he's no concern about me at all Wait, did you say you say pure love. did you say that you say things sometimes and you don't hear the double entendre? Oh, there's one. Oh, what, okay. what did I say then? <laughs> Why didn't I get any? Anyway. <laughs> and I'm look up. forward to that for the next year, Alphas. <laughs> yes. On the uh, show we call the ex-hosts of Tango Alpha Lima. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. You know what? Speaking of chocolates, they aren't as nutritious as they should be, or as they could be. So why don't you uh, let us hear about the tragedy of, of food insecurity? I certainly will. Um, so military families not having enough food is a national security issue. Report says stars and stripes. <clears throat> the key factors that make up military life were found to be significant contributors to food insecurity for military families and could hinder the ability of the armed forces to recruit and retain troops if it isn't addressed, according to two reports released this week. Frequent moves, including to areas with a high cost of living and high spouse unemployment, are two of the factors unique to military life that were found to impact the ability of military families to purchase enough nutritious food. Other factors identified include adding a new family member, unexpected expenses, natural disasters, and the rising cost of living, according to reports from the Military Family Advisory Network and the Center for Strategic and International Studies. Food insecurity among U.S. veterans and military families is a national security concern. It multiplies stress on active duty personnel, diminishes well-being among service members and their children who are more likely to serve in the military as adults and may hinder recruitment for the armed services, according to the report from CSIS, a Washington-based think tank. Shannon, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I would say Razadin. Shannon Razadin. 
executive director of Military Family Advisory Network, a nonprofit advocacy group, said it's incredibly important to understand and it's not always a money management issue. That feels personal for people. That feels like you're doing something wrong. But the reality is some of these things are really outside of your control, she said. People are sometimes afraid because they don't want to look like they're irresponsible. We're making sure that people recognize that there are things happening here that are outside people's control or are specifically related to military life. The fear of stigma is especially heightened for troops as they move to a new duty station and don't want to be seen as problematic in a new unit, residents said. So this this is an important issue to you, yes? It's an important issue to me because I found out recently that people need food to live it's a thing did you i had no idea it was recently it just popped up i read it in an article yes it is a big thing to me i have started um programs on my base uh, where i put out anonymous google forms and i say if you need food fill this out i don't need to know your name i don't need to know why and i just need to know how many people are eating do you have any food allergies and then I have two questions from military one source on there that are um, in the past year. Have you felt like you, the f- food that you bought wasn't going to last? And do you feel like you couldn't afford food? And um, but then I just anonymously drop it off on their porch. It's a big thing. I have to it, uh, myself. I have 22 families, 22 different families that have asked me for groceries. Um I have friends that run food pantries on base. There's Stronghold Community uh, Food Pantry. Monica Bassett runs that, Army Spouse of the Year last year. And then there's uh, Heather Campbell, who is doing a similar program to me out at Eielson Air Force Base in Alaska. Um, It's not about people paying too much money for their Dodge Charger. It's people like to write it off and say, well, they're just mismanaging their money. It's not accurate. It, the, the, the more accurate way to say it would be there's a 22% military spouse unemployment rate. We live in a two person uh, economy now. You have to have both people working. We have massive childcare issues. If you're asked for your job to move every two to two and a half years to a new place where you know no one, you have no family to rely on, uh, you have to get a new job. You have to set yourself up and buy all the stuff that the military broke when they moved you. If they do that to you as a civilian family, you're going to be okay every two years? No. Military families end up two to $5,000 in debt every time they move. I've heard it as much as $11,000. Um, so there's numerous things that come into play. Uh, for me, it's just don't, if you see somebody that's struggling in as a military family, don't just be like, well, you just don't know how to manage your money. You don't. There's so many things that are imposed by the job that make things more difficult. We have on my base, our organic romaine lettuce. Yes, it's organic, but it shouldn't be $10, you know, and the food that you buy doesn't always last because it's not of great, always of great quality. So there's issues and we need to figure this out. I'm going to take it down. I'm going to, I've decided today I will conquer food insecurity. All right. I, I, I've seen you in your grocery carts and uh, doing that sort of thing. So kudos to you for that. Uh, we talked uh, one time and because I, I had a thought and I, I think this might be a great mission for uh, the American Legion Auxiliary. And 
Um, I'm, I'm going to suggest a guest on air. I don't know who it is. That's why I'm going to do it on air because I can't fill out the form because I don't know the name. But uh, somebody in the auxiliary, maybe it's a past president that wants to take up a new, a, a new thing to, to kind of present this as something for uh, units that are near they're near military bases could band together and do this because if you by yourself have what did you say 20 a 22 i have two, 22 families yeah 22 families from one person uh, imagine how many are actually there at that base that didn't see your form um mm -hmm. and and eventually you're gonna have to you're gonna you you can't do infinite number of families um, yeah, and I mean not just monetarily, but the time it would take to do that to to be. It's just it's it's unfortunate, and I think back to I think back to when a report came out about the number of Walmart employees that were doing food stamps, and everyone raged because they said the government is subsidizing Walmart's wages because they don't pay them a living wage and people got very upset about that um i think in terms of the military we should also be mortified by this and it's and it's not the dodge charger crowd that's the e1 through e3s they're the ones that do that dumb stuff it's i think when people get married and they start having kids they're what is that like average about 25 26 so mm -hmm. They're they're E fives. I mean, they're 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 not just doing dumb things. They're I mean, some of them are, but that's not why they're where they are because they now have kids and they think about things other than uh, themselves. So this is a super serious issue, and it is going to affect national security. And somebody needs yeah. to do something about it. And I think ALA. For veterans do this ALA. I uh, agree because I think that you know if anything we could have people donate food to the posts and then people could go pick up food and it's somewhere off base because there's issues with um a fear of retribution you don't want to get in trouble with your security clearance or your job or your boss um so that's why keeping it anonymous is so important but you're absolutely right is it I am in the recruiting and retention business that's what the main focus with that is if you're hungry, you're not going to stay in. Well, if you can't afford food, why would you not go somewhere else? And part of this, I know that, uh, you know, I'm trying to help people near where I am because I, I, I want to help them, but I know that that is a small piece of it. The bigger piece is going to be the legislation and going and talking to Washington and, and joining forces with other organizations and trying to get um, the military to be able to accept food stamps. Right now, they include their BAH and it blows it all out of the water. Well, the, your BAH disappears. It goes right to base housing, the privatized base housing that there's so many issues with. So it all just feeds within. But can food stamps not be used in the commissary? Hard, you, yeah, you can, but it's hardly anybody qualifies. Now, there's people that are on WIC uh there but it's a lot of times by the time they finally get up the courage to go do it i get these letters all the time and they say i finally got the courage to do it and i was 20 dollars over 
qualifying. And you're like, oh my God, mm. people are selling their blood. They tell me they are selling their blood and starving themselves to be able to afford food. And these are active duty living on base. And it's not a thing that just happened this year. I got stories that go back to 16 years ago. Right. Okay. So we're going to, I'm going to put it out there in the universe is that there's somebody, and I know you're bringing a lot of auxiliary listeners to us. If there's somebody out there who can uh, link us in with somebody who can get the message out and create a mission for all the units that are near bases to, to participate in this. And also we could send, we don't have to, we don't have to send food. We could, there's grocery store gift cards. There's, you know, if, if somebody like me wanted to donate to your thing, send uh, grocery store gift cards. I think uh, that's that's a great way to go. All right. <sighs> Continuing on health and wellness, we have uh, <laughs> we have a we have a we have a guest today today, and we're going to confuse all of you alphas out there. We're going back in time a few weeks, and we are doing a little Ashley swap in a very PG way. While we were at SBA <laughs> NetCon 2023 in Orlando. We met Brianna Renner, who is the new, she's new. She just got promoted CEO of Veterans Yoga Project, VYP, very young, pretty thing. PYT, never mind. So take a deep breath, cleansing breath. Open your mind to be transported back in time. And we're going to be back with OG Ashley doing this interview with Brianna right after the break. And then later, we're going to have AGM2 to see what she thought about all this. Wow, it's just a whole garden of Ashley today. And I, I, couldn't, be, I couldn't be happier about it. Achoo! That's not an allergy. All right, we're going to be right back with all of this after the break. Veterans, did you know that hearing loss and tinnitus are the top service-connected disabilities? and that untreated hearing loss frequently results in social isolation and loneliness. A new year is always a good time for new connections, and it's just as important to maintain the old. The Heroes with Hearing Loss program, provided by Hamilton CapTel, supports veterans who face the challenges of hearing loss by providing solutions that keep us connected. And now, the new Heroes mobile CapTel app for iOS devices is available. Veterans with hearing loss can download the Heroes mobile CapTel app at no cost and experience the same feature-rich captioned telephone service that Hamilton CapTel customers have relied on for years. The ability to listen and read what is said over the phone makes it easier than ever to connect with those who matter most in their lives. Just search for Heroes Mobile CapTel in the Apple App Store today. Restrictions apply. Visit heroeswithhearingloss.org for terms and conditions. Have a happy and healthy new year. All right, Alphas, I hope you had a great break because right now we're going to get into it. We're going to get yoga down with Brianna Renner of the Veterans Yoga Project. She is the CE Yogi. They call her CEO, but I call her the CE Yogi. And we're going to get into it right now. We're not going to do a downward dog, but we are going to we're going to get down and learn about your project. Thank you so much for being here and welcome to the Tango Alpha Lima Experience and this chuckler over here. It's a new pose called the chuckle. And it's she's called finding my balance, you know? Oh, 
I gotta laugh, I gotta enjoy you, I gotta be angry at you some days. You know, it's the yin and yang, so it's... Yoga's all about the exploration of uh, balance of effort and ease, so... See, look yeah, at that. Yeah, there you go. Just jump right into the, right on right it. Into the Tango <laughs> Alpha experience. So welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you both. And you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna allow... Like this, I need permission. This person, this human being here to get the... Get the first question. <laughs> You're so fun. <laughs> just, it gets better. And like uh, so many episodes in folks. It's just it's so much better in person. It's the wise water. Alright, so we're gonna get into it. You're brand new in this position, is that yeah, correct? That is like correct. How many days in fresh? Uh, I believe six. <laughs> That's right, Alpha. Yes. Six whole days and she's crushing it. Here at Student Veterans wow. of America Convention. I saw that there was some yoga being done this morning. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that experience and then I'd love to learn more about how you got involved with this project. Sure, so this morning's yoga class was amazing. So it was taught by two of our alumni uh, Mindful Resilience yoga teacher trainers. They are 200 hour yoga teacher trainers. Uh, one of them just graduated in October and the other one was part of our inaugural class uh, and they both taught class this morning and they did an amazing job there were over 70 uh, veterans that came out and uh, honored themselves by practicing yoga with us it was amazing yeah were you at yoga i was not at yoga i was i was doing the i was doing the turn off the alarm pose that's all right you were honoring yourself yeah, that's what matters go. yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's good good, good meditation good for you in there so we had, okay, so 70, ve 70 veterans rolled out of bed and started their day with you. It did. Tell me more about the, the yoga project, the inspiration behind it. The I, I want to know the origin story. Sure. Sure. So uh, we're going to go way back to 2011. Way, way back. Way back. Uh, so our founder, Dr. Dan Libby, was doing his postdoc work and he was working with the West Haven VA in Connecticut. Mm -hmm. And he started noticing that tools of mind for resilience. So Veteran Yoga Project, our mission is to support the recovery and resilience of veterans, military families and communities. And we do this. We have five tools of mindful resilience, breath work, meditation, <laughs> mindful movement gratitude and guided rest. So the class this morning incorporated those five tools of mindful resilience. And as he was doing his postdoc work, he recognized that by incorporating these tools into his practice, um, his, uh, his patients, his students were able to come back into themselves. Uh, so much so that one of them said, hey doc, I didn't need my medication to sleep last night. I meditated instead. So that is the birth of Veteran Yoga Project. Uh, as a clinical psychologist and as a yogi, he saw that there was a growing need to incorporate these tools into um, not only community, but into the veteran society as well, the veteran community. And he created a training, the Mindful Resilience for Trauma Recovery Training. Uh, it started off as about 15 hours. Now it's grown a little bit more to 17 and a half but the training is designed for yoga teachers and mental health clinicians who want to take this work forward and to offer these tools to veterans so that they can find support within themselves. I love that. I love, I love all of that. I, I find all too often, especially as 
uh, service members are looking for that, that holistic approach for the practicing the wellness, finding that, that balance, right? It's, the world has been a little crazy the past few years. So to find your center. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yes. I, uh, I love all of that. I would love to know a little more about uh, some of the partnership opportunities you've had, right? So this, yes. I imagine there's a lot of places where this, this can be utilized and, and, and touched on, right? Especially if you're providing the training. So mm -hmm. I'm going to learn more about that. Yeah. So we are, we've partnered with different organizations in a few different ways. So one is working with yoga studios who hold veteran-based classes in their local community. The other direction we partnered with are VAs and VAT centers. Uh, I've had the honor of teaching at our VA. So I live in New Hampshire. I teach at the VA in White River Junction, Vermont. It started off as a six-week class and we're April will be nine years. So it's been a, a tremendous honor to be a part of that. Um, we've also partnered with organizations like Student Veterans of America, who brought us here this weekend mm -hmm. uh, in order to teach our class. And we've been able to work with organizations not only to bring yoga into their veteran community, but to offer tools of mindful resilience to their community at large. As you mentioned, the last couple of years have been um, a bit uh, trying and um, trying really hard. Right. <laughs> Lots of yes. trying. Yes. Um, and we've, you know, the tools and the practices of breathing, of coming into ourselves and taking that moment and noticing, right, when we get anxious, there's been a lot of anxiety. I know I have been quite anxious and uh, I, my kids have gone through some of the anxiety. Um, just of the unpredictability of the last couple of years. So um, being able to create a predictability, right? If we take a big inhale, we know that we're going to exhale. So there's just a hint of predictability that we can create for ourselves. It's fascinating to think about that level of control that you have within yourself, especially when you're trying to exert control elsewhere. Um, mm -hmm. I think the Stoics say, uh, you know, the only thing you can't control is the way you respond, right? Yeah. And it's so meaningful and powerful. And uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe there, there are just moments where I, I don't know about you, Jeff, but sometimes when I'm feeling stressed, I just have to practice mindfulness, just be present and take that large, deep breath and remind myself and give myself grace, right? Yeah. And in all modes of holistic therapy and yoga, I'm, I'm really excited to hear that this project has taken off i'm happy to hear that veteran showed up this morning and rolled out of bed and made it happen and showed up for themselves i think that's so so important mm -hmm. i want to kind of change gears a bit sure. uh you served yourself i did and yes. what branch united states marine corps <laughs> had to do that um and that's also good to know because one of the discussions i had with uh i believe someone on your staff was last they weren't your staff because it was last year, but uh, the aggressive nature of how we are used to yeah. working out and used to movement. Mm -hmm. Is it a difficult transition for, for people to get into yoga who are, are used to the military style training? Uh, I'll speak from the eye. So the first yoga class I did, I was home on leave. My mom, uh, love you mom. Uh, she brought me to my first yoga class and I did not love it. Um, it was, the teacher was beautiful and amazing, uh, but I turned it into a competitive class. 
Uh, I was mm -hmm. a dancer before the Marines, and uh, I recently heard someone say they're a recovering perfectionist, and I love that um, because I, I had to do yoga perfectly. And uh, there is a lot of, right, Marine Corps, uh, Marines in general, I think there's a, a, lo a low lying level of aggression that just sort of hangs around. Um, and going, <laughs> uh, going into yoga class, right, I wasn't ready to accept that balance between effort and ease. So it was a few years before I was in a place where I could recognize that I didn't need to live in a place of aggression. I didn't need to live in a place of hypervigilance. I didn't need mm -hmm. to live in a place of perfection in order to be successful. So when I was able to recognize that in myself, I was able to practice and appreciate that yoga is not a perfection. Yoga is a practice and I don't have to do it right. And I don't have to do it perfectly every time I show up to the mat, to the mat, uh, simply by showing up to the mat. And that's perfection. Uh, whatever happens from there happens mm. from there. And that's okay. Um, so once I was in that space and understood that, uh, then I wanted to share it with my brothers and sisters. I wanted to share it with others. Um, wherever they are on their journey, they might not be ready to hear it and they might not be ready to practice today, mm -hmm. but that's okay. Just knowing that a resource is available down the line when they're ready, it's there for them. That's a heck of a paradigm switch, right? For mm -hmm. uh, the recovering perfectionist, I think can speak to so many military folks across the board, right? Like we're in constant competition with ourselves have we improved right and it's it's wonderful to have that growth mindset but yeah. sometimes that that can be an invasive you know you know and it's it's really yeah. impossible to beat an enemy with an with an outpost inside your head mm -hmm. and i have and i, I will say this philip called out i definitely have i've had that moment where i have laid on the mat and i can just hear all like all these different things going yeah. on and i'm focused on everything except being present and I think there's a lot of power in being able to find that that effort and ease as you describe so eloquently because for many of us it is how do you how do you how do you get to that place right like mm -hmm. how do you shut it off long enough to enjoy that class yeah or practice it and take that that um, that step at a, even a, a very stressful time mm -hmm. so I'm just I'm gonna focus on me and my breath and here um, but you know, I, I think that's beautiful. I think, yeah, I'm reflecting right now actively alphas on my own life because you are witness to actually self therapy, self therapy, <laughs> but therapy's great. Therapy's great. I am really happy that you're here with us because that's, this is an important conversation to be had. And I think, you know, yoga has a lot of amazing, um, benefits to, to veterans. So mm -hmm. happy to, yeah. yeah. no question. All right, so I will, I will jump in. So you have all of these, so all of these benefits of of the practice, mm -hmm. not the perfection. Although I'm going to challenge that when I go to do yoga, <laughs> I'm going to find perfection, and I'm going to be at peace with it. There oh, you go. Yeah. So how so extra? How do you how do you get this from inside your brains and out to us? So. Do you do this online? Do you, I heard you practice with some yoga studios. Yeah. So Veteran Yoga Project uh, offers free yoga classes every day, um, all day. 
So we do this in a couple of different ways. One is through our online app. We have an app that you can download for I or Google. Um, and we have classes all year long and all of our classes incorporate those five tools. So breath work, meditation, guided rest, gratitude, uh, and mindful movement. Uh, and those classes are always free. Uh, you, we also, you can go to our website and we have an app that, or I'm sorry, a map, uh, that highlights all of our in-person classes around the country. And again, those are partners with VAs, vet centers, local community, veteran-based organizations like TMRWB. Uh, we had a class with Merging Vets and Players for a while, and a lot of connections have been made over the last few days. Um, we do have teachers who teach at American Legions. Um, so yeah, both either on the app or online, we also have a practice library uh, on YouTube, and all of our classes are listed there as well. Well, I will be, I'm one of those that was talking uh, about having classes in an American Legion post, preferably Hollywood Post 43 in California. You got uh, it. On our Sunday <laughs> days, we're looking for some uh, things to do that would be helpful and wellness-based, and I, I feel, I feel like this is a great match. I think so. Yes. I think you're onto something. If this was yoga tender, I would swipe right every time. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it sounds like it's got to be a match. What's wrong? <laughs> so, is there what other what advice would you give out there to the veteran community so that we can be more sane and and Laughter more balanced and just and more balanced and more in in tune with our lack of perfection? Sure. What advice would I give? Um, the advice that I would give is that uh, Dan used to say all the time, it's all too mysterious to take it too serious. So, Ooh, uh, and I love oh, that. I like that. Um, you guys have t-shirts? Yeah. You selling some, awesome. you selling some, some merch? merch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we work too closely. So, um, the, the idea behind these tools, right, is not just for them to be practiced on the mat, but for them to be taken off the mat and into our daily lives. So when you recognize, uh, for example, if you notice that you are in a stressful situation and your breath starts to become really shallow and your mind starts to go 100 miles a minute. Uh, a really slow exhale. Uh, and it takes time and it's practice, right? Again, it's not a perfection and it's not one breath that's going to magically, you know, ease any sort of stress or anxiety that you may be feeling in the moment. Uh, but one breath at a time, one exhalation at a time uh, and find support. Support precedes action is one of our uh, guiding principles and it's one of my personal guiding principles. Um, find support, find friends who um, can support you and your best habits and your um, so that you can live in line with your values and goals and continue to find that support and continue to breathe one breath at a time one breath at a time like that om ra love that wow. <laughs> you're on fire right now he's crushing that just, it that one just hit me that's brilliant <laughs> nicely done so <laughs> i i am gonna yeah. i'm just gonna say om ra and i hope that the helpers out there find themselves an opportunity to practice yoga with practitioner practitioners that are aligned with your wants and needs so that we can all walk this earth in a more balanced present way 
Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. I'm gonna breathe in a way that doesn't make. Oh, I I did this and I should have done. Either way. Either oh, way. I can't this be is wrong. so gratitude, right? When you bring right. your hands to your heart, you can explore mm. a sensation of gratitude, and from there, you can bring to mind one thing that you're grateful for. So we're gonna all breathe together and do that in our heads. Sure. All Let's right, do it. <laughs> I'm grateful for Jeff Daly and our amazing guest. So am I. I mean, I'm grateful for Ashley. <laughs> Ashley Marie. On fire. <laughs> when our nation's veterans came home from serving their country, the American Legion helped them with the GI Bill to get a head start. When they came home from Vietnam, we helped those affected with Agent Orange to get care and compensation. Now, there is a new war raging. Unfortunately, it is being fought in the hearts and minds of those who served. Veteran suicide is the most important issue facing veterans today, and too many are battling it alone. So join us. Make the pledge. Be the one to help the American Legion end veteran suicide. Omrah. You gonna go... Namaste. All right, namaste. We're back, alphas. We've swapped ashes again. They're interchangeable. They look a little different if you're watching on YouTube, and you should be. And we're back with Ashley Marie Gudermuth, or as I call her, AGM2. <laughs> and we're about to engage in our favorite activity. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> rapid fire i really want to get that echoey when i do that rapid fire so it what's that oh reverb she said she's correcting my terminology all right rapid fire number one legionnaire finally receives navy cross for 1952 heroics this is from the american legion uh legion.org which you should go to every day make your life better mm -hmm. more than seven decades after his extraordinary aerial achievement retired navy lieutenant rice williams received the navy cross on 20 january in san diego california carlos del toro the secretary of the navy presented the navy cross to williams an american legion member at the san diego air and space museum hundreds of american legion members navy officials military supporters and others attended the ceremony which can be viewed at the link in the show notes. If I'm not showing it, I'm absolutely thrilled, William said during the ceremony. I never expected any recognition um, in attendance, which is nothing I would say. I've been like, took you, took you whoopsie daisies this long to recognize me for this? I'm all right. In attendance was Legionnaire Steve Lewandowski, who was spearheading efforts to get Williams an upgrade to the Medal of Honor. I'm really happy for Royce to finally get this recognition for something that is quite impressive. While this wonderful development, while this is a wonderful development, it does not preclude him from receiving the Medal of Honor. Lewandowski and Williams are both members of American Legion Post 416 in Encinitas, California. The backstory on November 18th, 1952. William shot down four Russian MiGs in just over half and just over half an hour, over, over a, well, 
I'm going to start over, ladies and gentlemen. It's so impressive. I lost my ability to speak. Background. On November 18th, 1952, William shot down four Russian MiGs in just over a half hour off the Korean Peninsula, an aerial feat, an aerial feat that has never been duplicated. I'd never worked so hard at flying an airplane, he told American Legion magazine for a story featured in the November 2017 issue. Upon landing his heavily damaged plane on the USS Oris Caney, Williams was sworn to keep the incident a secret, which he did for more than 50 years until it was declassified. Senior officials were concerned that news of the firefight might drag the Soviets into a broader conflict with Korea. Additionally, the U.S. The U.S. Did not, didn't want to reveal the existence of the brand new National Security Agency, which had agents on board the ship. How did Williams, who early received a Silver Star, keep it a secret for so long? It's a puzzle, he told the magazine in 2017. I don't know. The Boy Scout in me, I guess. All right. That's the story. Wow. I saw That's you. pretty darn impressive. I saw you visibly. Yeah, because he had to keep a secret for 50 years. He shot down four planes in a half an hour. Uh, and then he's a pilot. Do you have any idea how hard it must have been for him not to brag? I mean, my husband's a pilot. The arrogance of the man. Oh. I am just impressed. I'm impressed that he was able to keep this a secret and able to do it. And I wonder if like the first, so he shoots down the first one. And it's all in the space of a half an hour. And if he's just like, okay, all right, I can relax. And then he's got to do another one. All right, wait a minute. The third one, I'm getting a little better at this. Fourth, it's just like, come on. Bring them. I'd be like, bring them. Bring them. I'm bring good em. at this now. <laughs> no, but the, I think of, you know, you got one guy against four, or like Holly's saying it was seven. I think the other ones finally said, it's like a martial arts movie where you know, the guy's beating up everybody. They're so dumb. They keep coming and they they get back up and they get beat up again. Yeah. These uh, these last three probably go. Nope, I'm out. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I think it's I love this is one of the things I do. I absolutely adore about the American Legion. Yeah, we talk a lot about getting the you got to get the youngins in. We got to get these next generation in. And but yet at the same time, we don't. We still honor we still honor the, the the previous eras and this was definitely worthy of time and attention. I want to thank Steve Lewandowski and everyone else who fought who fought and is fighting for uh, and are fighting. Sorry, my grammar went away again. Uh, for proper recognition for this. And I hope the Medal of Honor does happen. I, I bet yeah. CB would. I bet CB's all over this story in his own personal feed on uh, whatever he gets his news. He loves this stuff. If he does get it, we're gonna we're gonna have to invite the national judge advocate back see if he can come because he probably knows him. Anything else? Uh, you're right. I think it's super... they're, they're very braggy. Yeah. I mean, I, they call them zipper suited sun gods. They walk around like how the, the earth was made for me, you know? Uh, so I'm impressed <laughs> for me to leave. Look at what I could do. Um, and I didn't know that. I thought when you flew, like you had a gunner. So, but he, it sounds like he was flying and gunning 
at the same time. Oh, in the fifties, I, I, I would probably, they're probably single yeah. man fighters. Um, crazy to me. That's nuts. And yes, congratulations. I mean, congratulations sounds weird because of what you have to go through to get it, but, um, well done there on on behalf of not only the recipient but the advocates and uh, our our lovely organization for uh, taking this on as one of our missions i love that we are going to keep to the skies for rapid fire number pew pew two we only have two today this one's a little this one's a little lighter uh this was in military times it was why top gun maverick should win the oscar for best picture the oscar okay this is like asking why should in and out get in and out should get a michelin star i know you all love it but it ain't no michelin star all right coming forward hard daily <laughs> i know i'm probably not, i'm probably going to lose my california residency if we're not thinking in and out should get a michelin star all right why Top Gun Maverick should win the Oscar for Best Picture. This year, two military films were included among the list of Oscar nominees, All Quiet on the Western Front and Top Gun Maverick. While the former is a dramatic, critically acclaimed, stunning and artistic depiction of the events of World War I that's very much in line with typical Oscar selection, it's worth rooting for Top Gun to win it all because it's pure, unadulterated fun. Alas, it's common knowledge that despite recent attempts by the Oscars to broaden the definition of best picture for decades, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has been known almost to a comical degree for selecting the most avant-garde, socially prescient and downright strange movie to bear that title every year. Top Gun Maverick is none of those things, so it likely won't win, but wouldn't it be great if it did? Much of the buzz is rightly going to everything, everywhere, all at once. Jeff Daly and uh, edit. I've never heard of that movie, by the way. Me uh, either. <laughs> and it's the front runner to win. Okay, back to the story. While the absurdist comedy is as brilliant and beautiful as it is surreal, it wasn't the film that made us all love the movies again the way the long-awaited Top Gun sequel did. Everything Everywhere All at Once was a movie we wanted, but Top Gun Maverick was the film we needed. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick was an escape from reality in a time where everyday life seemed poised to make us feel bad constantly. Isn't the experience of pure joy and magic of a movie something worth celebrating? Ashley, Kudamuth. Okay, I watched. I watched it. I did watch Top Gun. Um, and you didn't watch the other one. You know, everything, everywhere, all at once. <laughs> I was just. It was just too much marketing. That's right. uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I, I doubt that movie exists. Right. <laughs> so when I watched Top Gun, I watched it with my husband, Air Force pilot, and uh, the, the, his takeaway from that movie was they didn't make. Tom Cruise wore a helmet while he rode the motorcycle. He was like, that's cool. I'm glad they did that. <laughs> so that's an Air Force perspective. <laughs> right. Nothing about no PPE. 
<laughs> Nothing about anything in the sky, just on, on No, the... because I don't think he respects uh the Navy as pilots. No. No. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh it's hard my son is at the naval academy who knows where where he's gonna end up with what job they give him but it'd be funny to have an air force pilot and a navy pilot go head to head it can be the next it could be top gun three gutermuth edition um <laughs> i do have people that will send me messages that are like you know the navy best pilots in the world and i'm like okay I'm not the Air Force isn't over here going, you know, the Air Force best boats in the world. We're not trying to take your thing, you know, so maybe just just chill out a bit. I've always said, hey, Air Force brags about their cuisine, uh, their their hotel VIP status. Uh, you know, you got y'all do your bragging. Y'all you do your bragging. <laughs> we do so. I now need to see everything everywhere all at once because anything that is, and I'm going to repeat, and the absurdist comedy is as brilliant and beautiful as it is surreal. Wow. How can that not win? How can that not win? Uh, Except know. for the fact that probably most voters have never seen it. I've, or heard of it. Yeah, I gotta uh, find that stuff. And I think maybe I want to go see it, you know, today. So can we get out of here? I mean, I'm just, I got to. Yeah, let's go watch I want a movie to go, together. I want to see this. Yeah. I'd ask you to go with me, but the commute would be ridiculous. No, no, I'm coming. I just know I'm allergic to corn, so I can't eat popcorn, but you can have mine. That's, oh my God, that's one of the saddest things I think I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. It's allergic to corn? In the United States of America, yeah. where corn syrup is everywhere? It's, well, I can have it like that. I just can't eat raw corn. Can't okay. just go right in there. Can you have a corn taco shell? No. Don't <gasps> make me. It, like, it's not going to kill me, you know? I got a lot of, like, fake food allergies, but there's a couple that, <laughs> you know. Uh. I think if I had a food allergy, I would... My bill for the restaurant would be really high because it would include the cost of the EpiPen that I would preemptively use. I would just, just give me all the shrimp. <laughs> give me all the shrimp. <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> all right, let's go home. Okay. Um, hey, everybody. This is when I say, don't forget to subscribe to the Tango Alpha Lima podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you consume podcasts. Don't eat them. They're dangerous. Please leave us a review and give us a big old five-star rating or I'm coming to your house and it's not going to be a pleasant experience. I will not clean. So the world knows how much you love us. If and you have a guest recommendation. Hmm? And she won't cook anything with corn, apparently. She won't cook anything with corn, but she will put she'll she'll thumb wrestle you until you give us a five-star review oh not as aggressive this week hmm. well, i'm just <laughs> saying they Ooh. might only be able to give you four if they lose to violently oh that's a good point and i will <laughs> it will be violent thumb wrestling that's the only way i do it if you have a guest recommendation go to legion.org forward slash tango alpha lima and click on the suggest a guest link i want to talk to your friends your family your interesting people bring them to me all right, it's uh, February 7th, Alphas, 2023. You have one week to find your 
other alpha and mate little baby alphas. I'd like to see a triple A. <laughs> I'd like to see a triple A family nine months from today. Or nine <laughs> months from... <laughs> All right. And with that, so that you can get down to alpha on alpha making alphas, I'm going to declare this episode of season four, episode 145, Mission in Motion. You know what I'm saying.